The views expressed by speakers are their own and may not necessarily represent the views of the IMS. Hello, I'm Dr. Marla Shapiro, and I'm a member of the board of the International Menopause Society, and I'm so thrilled today to be joined by another board member, Dr. Pauline Mackey. Dr. Mackey, can you introduce yourself to our viewers? Sure, Dr. Shapiro. I'm Dr. Pauline Mackey. I'm professor of psychiatry, psychology, and obstetrics and gynecology at the University of Illinois, Chicago, and a member of the International Menopause Society Board of Trustees. So today we're going to be talking about brain fog at menopause, which is something that so many women worry about. Women complain about this, and is it a real thing or is it imagined? Yeah, it's not just in their heads. Brain fog is a real thing. So we know this because studies have followed large groups of women prospectively, meaning forward in time, as they transition from being premenopausal to being postmenopausal. And these women have performed objective tests of their ability to concentrate, to remember, to hold things in memory. And these studies have shown that there is in fact a measurable change in their cognitive performance on certain tests as they transition through the menopause. So women often ask this question about many things. Is it just the process of aging why my memory is getting foggy? Or is this really because I've lost my estrogen as I'm transitioning through menopause? Yeah, so such an important question. Women have two things going on at midlife that affect their cognitive functioning. One is the fact that they're getting older. And the second one is that they're going through this reproductive transition called the menopause. So both of these events independently can affect the way that they remember and concentrate. So how long does it last if it's related to the hormones or is it something that is with us and then gets progressively worse over time? I wish I could give you a definitive answer to that question. I can tell you when we think it begins based on the prospective studies. And we think that it begins as soon as a woman's menstrual cycles begin to become irregular. That is when she's entering the perimenopause. Now, when it goes away seems to depend. For some women, it is absolutely time limited. When they transition through the postmenopause, memory actually bounces back. We have very good data to suggest that. However, there do appear to be some women for whom the menopause transition represents a point at which their cognitive abilities decline a little bit and then kind of stay at that level. And your question asks a really important question, and that is, well, if the hormonal changes of the menopause take place and then kind of become steady, right? Because that's what happens during the menopause hormone levels, estrogen levels decrease, and then they kind of plateau. So what would explain the ability of some women to bounce back in their memory performance and other women to have these changes that are enduring? And I guess the answer that we have right now is that the hormones play one role, but menopausal symptoms play another role. For example, women have hot flashes for a long time after their final menstrual period, many women, and that can contribute directly to memory problems and indirectly to memory problems because women don't sleep so well when they're having a lot of hot flashes. 
So it's clearly multifactorial. It, rem it reminds me of my younger patients who are pregnant and tell me they've got pregnancy brain, that kind of hormonal pregnancy fog, which really does speak to the fact that estrogen does play some kind of important role in our memory. For aging women though, the thing that they fear a lot among many things that women fear, but particularly when it comes to brain health, is that I don't want to lose my memory. I don't want to have dementia. That's one of the biggest things that they worry about. And when they begin to notice that there's a little bit of a brain fog, they worry, is this the beginning of dementia and what can I do? Yes, Dr. Shapiro, you have landed on the big concern that women have. Women at this age are actually at the peak of their careers if they're working women. This is when they're earning the most. This is when their jobs oftentimes demand the most of them. And in addition to their work life, they have their home life. So the demands on their cognitive function are very high and the memory problems that they have are therefore a great concern. In addition, women are very concerned that, okay, this represents this milestone in how we age. It's universal, something to be celebrated and, and the like. We don't wanna pathologize it, but women do worry is this the sign of a steady downward slope toward Alzheimer's disease? And the good news is that for the very, 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 very large majority of women, this has nothing to do with Alzheimer's disease. Alzheimer's disease, in fact, is very rare at midlife when women are experiencing these symptoms. When should a woman suspect it might be Alzheimer's disease? if her mother or father had an early onset of Alzheimer's disease. So if it, the onset, for example, uh, was before the age of 60, then we worry. That's incredibly rare. So the most important message is that this is normal. This is measurable. We see this in our studies routinely. So it's just kind of a normal experience through the menopause. I often joke with the women in my practice that if you can't find your keys, you're probably okay. But if you look at your keys and you don't know what they do, then you're probably not okay. Perfect. So I, That's right. That's I right. Think, you know, women will tell me, I walk into a room and I can't remember, why did I come here in the first place? So what type of tips can we offer women, aside from this reassurance, which I think does go a long way, to help them improve their memory? We're always hearing about play Sudoku or play some word games. What type of credence does that hold? Yeah, so here we have a lot of really good concrete data on what women can do. So let's start with the menopause related things that women can do. And my first advice to women based on my own research studies is to actually treat those hot flashes. So if you're having, having moderate to severe hot flashes, get them treated because our work shows an association between the number of hot flashes a woman has and her memory performance. Part of that is due to the fact that one of the biggest factors in how well I'm thinking today and probably you, Dr. Shapiro, are thinking today is how well we slept last night, right? And Absolutely. so when a woman has a hot flash, what happens? If she's sleeping, she wakes up. We know that 75% of those nighttime awakenings are accompanied by a hot flash in a woman. And so this is night after night after night for many women. So treat those hot flashes get better sleep and that should improve your memory. So that's one menopause related thing. A second menopause related issue has to do with mood and women are at an increased risk 
for major depressive disorder at this time, particularly if they've had a history of depression. So if that's part of a woman's medical history, make sure that that gets treated because we don't think as well when we're experiencing severe symptoms of depression. So outside of menopause, what can we do? Well, here's the old standard advice, eat well and exercise. So there's actually really good data to show that the Mediterranean diet lowers the risk of preclinical Alzheimer's disease. Imagine that a diet in a very large randomized trial was shown to decrease the risk of this type of dementia that we're all afraid of. So does that mean that you have to adhere to the Mediterranean diet all day long? No, you know, swap out your, your snack foods for some hummus and carrots, swap out the butter for olive oil, enjoy a little bit of that red wine, not too much ladies, um, and keep that diet healthy. And then for exercise, try to at least do brisk walking we now know that you don't have to exercise in one fell swoop. You don't have to do 45 minutes in a row now to get the cognitive benefits. You can do it in short stints. So that's very important. Keep your stress down. How do we do that? Whatever works for you. Walking outside, doing yoga, listening to your favorite music, keep that stress level down. So those are just a few things that we can do to help to maintain our cognitive functioning. Thank you so much. Great advice. I'm outdoors to go take a walk now. Thanks for being with us. <laughs> nice speaking with you.